Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I am your host, Carla Taylor. If you've been listening, thank you so much for being one of our listeners, and we're so excited you're back with us today. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. We are in for a treat today because today's show, um, and again, we're here on the Inspired Choices Network. It's Bring Your Brilliance. And our show today is with Ronan Leonard, who is the mastermind guy. So we're going to be talking all about how to mastermind your success. And so first of all, we'll talk about do you even know what a mastermind is and then how it can help you be more successful and could you use more revenue and low clients. So today I'm going to be talking with Ronan Leonard, like I said, he's known as the mastermind guy, all about masterminds and mindset. And everybody's talking about mindset, right? We all know uh, being around hungry, driven people inspires us to improve. But what almost no one understands about mindset is that it's hard to change in isolation. And it's not just reading books that helps you grow. It's getting advice from peers on how they overcame the exact problems and frustrations you're facing. So there's a quote here, which I love, which is, if you are the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. So that is why it's so important to participate in masterminds and surround yourself with proven leaders and successful business professionals. Business can feel lonely and be a much harder road without a great support network. So a little bit about Ronan. Ronan has helped hundreds of business owners increase profit and freedom by increasing one-to-many programs known as mastermind groups. He has modeled the way of achieving success by sharing expertise and has even reached 9 million YouTube views. Ronan was just 23 years old when he helped rescue passengers and fellow staff when the cruise ship he worked on sank off the wild coast of South Africa. For nine years, he worked on cruise ships, sailing the world as a casino manager. His first business, which was a casino party company, grew from just one event a year to 300 to become the largest gaming events company in Australia. And in his spare time, he enjoys red wine and playing poker, but not necessarily at the same time. So, Rowan, welcome to the show. Uh, Carla, thank you so much for having me. That's a fabulous introduction. It sounds a little bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to hear when we get our own introduction read back because oftentimes we're the ones who wrote it or, or you know, know what we did. But when someone else says it, it's like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> And it ties it ties into the the expertise of people. Sometimes they, people just get so good at what they do that they miss their genius. And and sometimes yeah. I really help unlock that. People go, oh, how do you do that? And you go, oh no, it's easy. Not to other people, it's not. That's your expertise. That's your secret source. That's what other people want to learn from you. And and that's part of the exactly. the mastermind journey. Yeah. So I'm interested yeah, that is in in. So great. 
I'm interested in the questions that you're going to put to me and how I can help your audience the most kind of understand, as you said at the very start, what is a mastermind and, and how it helps people and how potentially they could either be in one or lead one. Sure. Well, what, what I love to do on this show, because we're talking about how people can bring their brilliance, and my original um, impetus for starting the show was to really start sharing the stories and even the career journeys of people who are now doing all of these amazing things and bringing their expertise in different ways. So I always love to start there, and we kind of touched upon it in your bio, but tell us a little bit more about what got you from where you first started, and it sounds like you started um, at the casino, and I don't know if you had any jobs before that, but I love to hear people's career journey of how they got to where they are today. So walk us a little bit more through that for you, and then we'll get into everything that you're doing now after that. Sure. Well, for me, it was an anti-career. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school, and I had several jobs where I didn't, still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to do that. So I quit several jobs. I looked around, and this is, I distinctly remember, I was 19 or 20 at this, this one job. I looked around, and everyone else there was having a pity party every week. They just they had no ambition. I thought, if I'm in here in 10 years' time, just shoot me. So I quit. I had another <laughs> job in, in London for a different company, and I wanted three months unpaid leave, and they wouldn't give it to me. They said, you're too good an employee. So they were uh, they were giving it to other people, but not to me. So they were they were punishing me for being good at my job. So I quit that. Uh, two days later, I'm, I'm off buying a ticket around the world. So I did a lot of quitting <laughs> to, to, just because I knew that I didn't want to do those things. If I settled, you know, that could be my life mm. in 20 years' time. Why, why am I still here? So I got a job on cruise ships, and as you said in the intro, I was really green. I was quite young and naive, and within a couple of months of joining the ship, it sunk in the middle of this huge storm off the coast of South Africa. And I'm one of the lowest paid people on the ship, and this amazing thing happened to me in the fact that all the officers and senior crew abandoned their posts and left us wow. as the, the, staff, the uh, staff and the entertainers, the untrained people. It wasn't really our job description or even our training to help um, somehow rescue these people when we didn't really know what we were doing. And it taught me a really valuable lesson in life. To, it's a question of authority because, as I said, the captain, the staff captain, the chief engineer, all these people that had trained and been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years, and it was their job to do these things, all decided for whatever reason that they weren't going to do that. So it, it allowed me to question authority. Uh, but I still continued to work on ships for, for another nine years. I met my lovely wife wow. on there moved to Australia because she's, she's Australian. And then, again, I sort of went back into sort of corporate world, and I I hate this. I, I travel the world for three years. <laughs> I've been everywhere from Alaska to Hawaii to um, Panama Canal. So I started my own events business, and I had zero experience. I sucked my life saving into a business that I di didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. And for the first year, I got one customer, but I'm, I'm a pretty determined person, and, and one thing I don't like to do is quit. So I just kept mm. asking questions, connecting with people, finding until somebody finally showed me the missing piece for me, which was how to optimize my website for, for search engines. And the business just took off, and as you said, it went from 1, one to 300. So that was my wow. journey up until about four years ago. And so I'd, I'd funded, I'd grew that business and exited it because at that stage I realized there's there's more to to me and and the, the quitting kind of philosophy was okay I, I don't want to do this anymore. What I did was I projected and said can I see myself doing this in five years time? And the answer was no. And then I'd been in my very first mastermind and I I just got it 
and I just went mm. all in, in to use a poker term in, in, in masterminds. So that's my career to, to the point where I'm at now. Wow. And you said so much in there. And one of the things that I love actually that you almost contradicted yourself, but you said that you kept quitting things early on because you didn't want to settle. And then later you said, one thing about me is I don't quit. But what I heard in that was actually you're never quitting on you. You weren't willing to compromise yourself or settle for other people's definitions of what this needed to look like. And like you said, you even got punished for being a great employee. And so you never quit on you, but you did quit on the things that didn't serve you because it sounds like from a very early age you were very cued into what did and didn't serve you. Yes, exactly. Maybe I didn't explain it very well, but that's 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 perfect uh, way of saying it. I I just knew that this isn't for me, and and obviously when you work in a, in a company, there there are all those constraints. There's all the 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 ethos of the company or what they stand for, and you look around and you go, well, this isn't my tribe. This 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 is not me. Mm. Um, let's mm-hmm. let's do something else. So you're right. I I haven't quit on myself. I continue to self educate. To invest in personal development books, um, mentors, masterminds myself to continue to learn because we just don't know what we don't know, right? So there's there's this huge right. amount of information out there these days. Um, how does it apply to you? What don't you know? And I almost feel that we're in the the not knowing economy. So to, mm. to me, information is being commoditized. It's everywhere. It's out there. There are millions of blogs. There's millions of articles. There's millions of strategies about everything. And yet businesses are failing at a faster rate than ever. And and why is that? Because people are partly only learning things at a superficial level and and they're consuming all this content without kind of acting and or questioning, is this right for me? Um so and they need context. Uh so it's not just mm. information, just need context around that. So one of the things the mastermind does is give you that context. Yes, for sure. And gosh, there's so much that that you're saying that I want to unpack, but another point I wanted to make real quick about your story is so many people talk about in companies that, you know, when times are tough or when challenges happen, that senior staff tend to jump ship and it's an expression. But in your case, it was true and it was real. And, and you actually physically experienced what that was like, which gave you so much more of a powerful why, like you said, to question authority and to recognize that people weren't doing what they said they were going to do and they weren't just to be blindly listened to and you had such a profoundly deep experience and yet even with that um you kept going and kept being in that industry and so there's this tenacity and perseverance that I'm also really picking up in your story and the way that you're telling it of you being determined and like you said even that whole first year and gosh so many people and I work with a lot of businesses who are just starting up their companies and one client in the first year sounds just terrifying, in fact, actually. But as you knew, you had to learn what you didn't know. We don't know what we don't know. And it was by reaching out and asking for help and getting clued in. I think you said it was to the search engine optimization for you that, that helped make a big difference. But you didn't know that, and you didn't know that on your own. And that's why I love what you're talking about because it's so, so important no matter what it is that we're doing and no matter what we're working on, to get around people who actually do know and understand and and you can move forward so much faster. Yes, absolutely. It's it really is the we're sold this dream of um the the entrepreneur as being this lonely person on their own 
and uh, you know the gig economy where all these people can work on their own. But every successful business owner ever has had mentors, coaches. Um, they've had people around them that that show them what they don't know. Almost nobody's able to to, to join the dots immediately. Uh, they are, you know, they're they're a maven, they're a maverick, they're an outlier. The vast majority of us just don't know so much, and it's the the ability to let go of your ego and say, you know what, I just don't know. Let me reach out for some help. Let me reach out for support. Um, what don't I know? And having that curious, open mindset allows you to constantly um, be willing and vulnerable and open to, to to work around other people that that can give you a different perspective, a different point of view, and, and show you something you just don't know. Well, and that's such a great point about the ego because it does take a certain amount of ego and confidence to to take the leap in the first place to become an entrepreneur, and that's part of what gets you out of the gate. But then, like you said, if you stay there, it's not going to serve you. You've got to have that open mind and that curiosity and seeking out mentors. So I actually wanted to ask you a lot more about that and ask you about some of your first mentors. We're getting ready already to go to our first break, so let's go ahead and take our break, and we'll start there when we get back. Again, this is Carla Taylor with Bring Your Brilliance on the Inspired Choices Network. We're talking to Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy, and we'll be talking a lot more about masterminds when we get back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Inspired Choices Network. You can listen to all of our shows on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And you are listening today to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and we are talking with Ronan Leonard, who is the mastermind guy. And we're talking all about masterminds and how they can help you in your business. So right before we went to break, Ronan, we got to hear a little bit of your background and how you got to this point of what you're doing today. And you were talking about the importance of 
letting go of ego and letting yourself be open and curious to learn from others and the, the role of mentors. So let's start there. I'd love to hear from you how you first found some of your initial mentors and who was your very first mentor as well as the one that you might say made the most difference for you. Well, my first mentor was the one that showed me the, the SEO. He, he basically invited me around to my house because um, he saw that I was struggling and, and I went around and he said, well, how many hits do you have on your website? And I said, I don't know. I said, it's just hosted on, on a friend of mine's server. I said, I've got no idea. And he said, you need to, to have Google Analytics and you need to, to do this, this and this. And he just walked me through the, the process and I just went, wow, this is what I'm missing. And within two weeks of, of us tweaking the website, I got my first, um, my second paying client, the <laughs> first one in, in nearly mm -hmm. a year. And I, was, and I was off to the races and that momentum built up. And we stayed in touch for quite a few years, became a very good friend. Unfortunately, he passed away about four or five years ago. But to this day, I would probably be back in a job and having blown my life savings if it wasn't for, for him. So I'm always internally and truly grateful for, um, you know, he helped me. So it is that, that idea that, that the more you can connect with the people and ask questions, you're going to find the, the ideas and the strategies that you're missing that you can't just get from, from content on a website. Uh, because you're missing the context. Yeah. How does it apply to you? Is that the best strategy? So that was the first one. And then for, for over a decade, when I ran my business, uh, my really understandable was my wife because I hadn't invested in, in other people that, that were showing me what I was missing. And then, when I, as I said, when I attended my first mastermind, this light bulb moment went off and, okay, this is amazing. There are other people around there that are, have similar pain points to me, struggles, um, haven't got it all figured out but are willing to learn and, and to, to connect and collaborate with other people. Uh, and this could be in a structured environment, uh, like a mastermind, that, that you just all elevate each other and, and you share ideas, you, you share resources, and you just get there so much quicker than you trying to, to, to dissect all that information out there and figure out, does that work and does that apply to me? Because we're all sold yeah. this 10x, um, three steps, um, all that kind of nonsense, if there was one simple 10x formula, wouldn't everybody be, be there? If there was three easy steps, wouldn't everybody be doing it? If they're telling you you can get a thousand um, subscribers to your email list in in a week, you know, one person did it, but the other 999 never even got close. So it's mm -hmm. disseminating that noise and saying, okay, let's get real. What what do you need to do? What will work? And and your peers and they start telling you, oh look, I tried that, that didn't work. But the true power of a mastermind is that you build on ideas. It's the and or the but. You could do that and what about this? Oh, great. I'd never ever thought of that. And you, as I said, you're almost crowd sourcing everybody in the room, their experience, their expertise, their beliefs, their um, knowledge, all of those things to give you a better outcome that you would have in your own little thought bubble on your own. Absolutely. And you know, it's that where you've got two or more minds coming together and it's so much greater than just those those two. It's it's greater than the sum of the parts. There's, like you said, the energy that comes from that, that motivation from people keeping each other going. There might be different people who have different backgrounds and experiences. And I know for me personally, I've done a couple different types of masterminds and every time it's so powerful because it is things, you know, oftentimes you're so close to your own stuff, you can't see it, right? The forest for the trees kind of thing. But also, 
sometimes I know, especially when I first started my first business, I was, I kind of had that ego of I have to do it my way and I have to be right and I have to be able to um, do what I've learned and I think is best. And there were times where by having a collective group around me all telling me the same feedback, sometimes I would have pushed back really hard if it was just one person or one coach. But having this whole group of people all giving me that feedback, I was like, okay, I get it. I'll listen to it. And, of course, since then I've learned, you know, not to have that ego at all and just, you know, the more I know, the more I know I don't know, (laughs) the more open to learning I am and not bringing any ego to it, especially as the world is is being so fast. There's not any way possible any one of us can be the single expert on on everything. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's the Peter Principle. Everyone knows in corporations, and goes, oh, it's the Peter Principle. You know, how did that get, guy get to be a boss? Well, he's useless. He got promoted to his level of incompetence, which is the Peter Principle. And everybody knows that mm-hmm. in corporate. What they forget is that you take your skill sets out of corporate and say, look, I'm a really good copywriter, or I'm really good at PR, or I'm really good at this. But that's only the first part. Your job is not to be the best te- technician at that. Your job is to be the best business owner, which means you quickly bump up to that Peter principle. Maybe you're not good at marketing. Maybe you're not good at systems. Maybe you're not good at um, lead generation. Whatever that is, um, you can't be good at all of those things. So the quicker you recognize that and say, okay, well, I, I definitely need some help in some other areas. Where do I get that trusted advice? The, the, the better. Because, you're, as I said, you're just to be the best business owner, not the best technician. And And the people right. that get stuck in what I call zombie businesses where they're, they're stuck in that business going, I'm really good at what I do, but I've been doing this for a decade. I'm close to burnout. Everyone else is now competing with me on price. They all sound the same as me, but I'm so much better than that. How do you break out of that? And you break out of that by potentially creating your own mastermind that you then share your expertise with others who are ready to learn from you in that, in that environment. And you go from one to one to one to many. So it's a perfect example of mm. when you kind of reach that tipping point of, okay, I'm really good at what I do, but um, how do I then have a bigger impact? How do I have legacy? So so experts, as I said, we said at the start, kind of get stuck in their own expertise. And they, similar to what you said about the wood from the trees, they can't see the label when they're inside the jar. So it's, mm-hmm. it's shining the light on them. <laughs> you have all this amazing expertise. You're not using it for, to your full potential. Yeah, that is so, so true. And again, there's so much that you keep dropping all this wisdom on us and I'm trying to to grab what she wants to dig into. But I I love what you said about, first of all, the Peter Principle. I hadn't heard that before. (laughs) Um, But that's such a great point. And I also love your expression of you can't see the label in the dark because I've never heard it said that way. And that's perfect because you're right. You're inside it and you can't see what's obvious to everyone else outside of you. And that's why we all need people outside of ourselves to check in with and hear from and everything else. So, and and that too about um, earlier actually you said a lot about the noise and the amount of content and needing the context. And you know, there's more and more people creating content. And even I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn, and I'm always a proponent of LinkedIn and creating content there. And there's a lot of noise there already, and it's just getting started. And so part of being that differentiator is understanding the way that you take your slice of it and and sounding different from everyone else. But then I love what you said about sharing your expertise in a different way. And that's one of the things, for me, it's really important as, you know, you talk about your zone of genius or the thing that you're brilliant at, and I help people find that. But then how do we get that 
out to the world and how do you get paid for it? Because that's really, really the bottom line question for most people is there, you know, a lot of people have shared their expertise in a lot of different ways and maybe not getting in front of ways to monetize it. And so that's another great thing about masterminds is it is a one to many, like you said, and it's really hot right now. Like it's always been important, but right now people are understanding it, I think more than ever that it really is needed to help them have that context and cut through the noise. So talk to me a little bit about that. Have you have you been doing the mastermind stuff for a while and have you seen a difference in the way it's trending or in how people are responding to it? Yeah, I've been doing it for about four years. I mean, obviously the the phrase you, you quoted from Napoleon Hill is from his Think and Grow Rich 90 years ago. I'll give you a couple of other mm. better context for that. Have you ever been to an art gallery and seen Renoir or Degas or Monet? Um, of course you have, right? The Impressionist movement. Yes. How did that form? All these artists came together in a cafe and they met every night and they talked about the concepts, the ideas, and they shared paint and they shared canvas and they shared these ideas. So they collaborated to form a multi-billion dollar industry, which was the Impressionist movement. So that's the most purest mm. form of it. On a, on a granular basis, you go, okay, I'm an expert. How does that apply to me? What does that mean? You talk about content, and, and I mentioned this as well in a moment. I believe we're at this tipping point where more and more people, are, uh, as you said, are just getting started delivering more and more content, and yet the engagement is getting lower and lower. And, and I have a theory behind that. Like everything, everything goes in cycles. We've reached the point where people no longer want to just consume content. They still want to create it. So how did YouTube mm. start? YouTube started with a platform to say, here, come and create. Right, LinkedIn did the same. So as more and more people are de delivering more content and people are engaging with it, I believe the reason is because they're, they're coming on as the guru and saying, here's my content, consume it, instead of creating these mini communities around their expertise. And it's the Kevin Kelly syndrome. Right? You only need a 1,000 true fans. If a 1,000 if people paid you $100, and that's $100,000. Um, if 100 people paid you $1,000, that's 100,000. So you don't need a huge amount of people that love what you do and want to get involved. So when you create a real community, it's not you as the, the guru and the, the guy on the hill saying, here's all my content, consume it. You help them and you engage them to to make it better. And this is, again, this is the mastermind ethos. Okay, we've got this problem. We've got this idea around how do we improve this. Um, I'll lead it. I'll facilitate it. You know, I've got my 10 years experience. But I want you to be actively participating in this not just consuming my content. And that is where you create those amazing communities. I mean, for example, it's just um, not even within educational space. Lego, 80% of their product is led by their customers telling them what they want. They've created these super fans that go, wouldn't it be great if you built a Hogwarts castle? Yeah, let's do that. That's yeah. what the community wants. So for any expert out there that's, that's struggling and, and pushing out more and more content with low and lower engagement, it's because you're top down. You're saying this is what you should consume instead of getting your community and the people in that, in that niche that you serve, in that industry, in that pain point saying, let's, let's co-create, let's collaborate, let's get you involved. And sure, I'll run it. I'm the leader, but also I'm a facilitator. And if it's done right, you get everyone involved, not just you, as I said, sort of top-down delivery. And this is, this is me sort of giving my pearls of wisdom. That's Sorry, so I went awesome. a bit of a rant there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all such good stuff. And again, there's so much here that I want to unpack and dive into. And in fact, we're actually already 
at our next break point. So let's go ahead and break now. And I really want to hear more about, I love your example of the Impressionist movement and this collaboration, which none of us think of that when we see all those individual painters. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that and then uh, keep going from there. So we will be right back. This is Carla Taylor on Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on Inspired Choices Network, talking to Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy. He is dropping all kinds of pearls of wisdom for us. So many. I love it. And, and, and keep them coming. We'll be right back, and we'll get to hear from you more after we come back from our break. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. I am your host, Carla Taylor. We are here on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are talking today with Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy. And we are already almost halfway through our show, so I do want to take a moment before we jump back into our content to talk a little bit about what's coming up for the end of the year and next year for Bring Your Brilliance. We've got some really awesome programs, and actually, I'm very inspired by the mastermind conversation that we're having and what Ronan does. And so I actually will have you bring your brilliant mastermind that's starting up in 2020. And I do have a 90-day planner that goes along with it. It's a 90-day approach that I'm using for that. And then I am hosting Indianapolis's, if you're in the local area, our first LinkedIn local event with an amazing uh, panelist, Brian Wallace, who's really been at the head of LinkedIn local movement in a lot of different cities across the U.S. And he is a co-founder of LinkedIn Global, which is now they just had their second annual. So if you're really interested in connecting in person with the people that you know online, uh, stay tuned and, and follow the hashtag LinkedIn Local to find ones in your area, as well as LinkedIn Global if you want to be a part of next year's event. So those are some of the things that we've got coming up with Bring Your Brilliance. And uh of course, you can reach out to me directly. You can go to bringyourbrilliance.net or schedule a 15-minute call directly with me at bringyourbrilliance.as.me. Ronan, would you please share with us more about how and where we can find you and what you've got coming up for your stuff as well? Absolutely. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn like you, and I think we'll dive into LinkedIn a little bit because it's a great case study. So I'm Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy on LinkedIn. My website is eCountability.io. It's like a play on words for accountability. And there's a little free program on there if you want to start to dive into some some of the things that I teach in the, in the mastermind, just about how to create some real thought leader around your expertise, just to put in a framework that's easy to understand and to, to better engage with your audience. And also, we are running a mastermind on how to, to, to really 
create that engagement um, and community that really does drive that one to many instead of just producing more content. So there's some of the exciting things that we've got coming up. That is so awesome. And again, yes, connect with all of us on LinkedIn and everywhere else. Um, it's such a great way to, to build and grow your network of people. And so, Ronan, we were talking before the break about masterminds. We were talking about this collaboration idea and even these different painters who back in the day were maybe even considered competitors, but they came together and they shared secrets and information and, and resources and, and all of the things about what they were finding to be successful. And that is, I know, for some people, a lot of people, that's another scary point. We talked a little bit about the need to let go of ego to be able to be open to listening and learning. But the other part is there's a lot of people, especially new in business, who are, are and not even always <laughs> new in business, but they're afraid of competition. And they're afraid, well, if I share my secrets, then I'm letting all my competitors or potential competitors know how to compete with me. So let's start there. I know you kind of talked a little bit about that 1,000 people thing, but I want to hear more about how you address that particular point. Excellent, excellent question. Basically, for I've been in business about 16 years. For 14 of those years, I had that same kind of mindset. Uh, these people are my competitors, I'm up against them. And then I finally shifted, and, and I'm not quite sure how, how or why, but it was Partly I've done more meditation, just more learning, just gone kind of deeper. So here's my philosophy on it. The, your only competitor is the previous version of yourself. Uh, have I grown than a, from the last six months or 12 months? Am I better at what I do? Am I on the right path to what I want to achieve? And the second that I made that shift, I let go of everything else. You know, there's only one Gary Vee, there's only one Grant Carter, and there's only one uh, of you. So comparing yourself to your competitors and where they're at and are they making more money than me or they've got a bigger audience, whatever that is, is a zero-sum game and including your competitors. Uh, I, I know in the, in the events industry, one of my best friends that we're, we're still in, in touch with and, and play t table tennis regularly, he gets a, probably about a 10% of his work from one of his supposed competitors because they've got a good working relationship. Oh, I can't do that, but you can. So you share that. So um, again, you know, whatever your competitors are doing, you're looking to do maybe something bigger, stronger, better. But that's just for your own personal thing, not to, to compete against them. So that frees you from all the angst, all the um, jealousy, or whatever you want to call it, the ego. All of those things. It just it helps you just let go of all of those and say, okay, I'm just on my own journey. This is what I want to do. Um, stay in your own lane. So mm. if I can share nothing with the audience, and, and people may not get it, it may take them a while to do that, but that's one of the, the biggest things that I've ever learned. And I, you know, it took me 14 out of 16 years to get there. Yeah. Well, it is. When you first have an idea and you want to do it your own way, and I saw this over and over again. I actually spent some time working in the tech startup world, and people would have these apps or they'd have these inventions, and they were so afraid to tell anybody and they were so afraid to share it with anybody because what if somebody steals it? And what people quickly, quickly learn in that world is you've got to be shouting it from the rooftops and talking to everybody you can and pitching it to investors. And it takes, you know, 90 no's to get to a yes. And so people quickly shift into realize, okay, I don't have to keep it a secret. I actually need to make it a big, loud noise <laughs> to get more attention and notice and customers and everything else because at the end of the day, 
everyone's going to do things differently and everyone's going to have a different approach to it. Even if they have a similar idea for a similar technology, it's going to be very different. And more often than not, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but I'd say at least in the 90 percentile or more, 90 percent or more people are not there. They might think it's a good idea and they might even talk about copying you, but they won't actually take any action. And so that, that fear of sharing your secret idea, your, your uniqueness nobody is actually going to do it like you do it and you have a very different perspective and that's something that it's taken a lot of us I think a long time to learn and I now am at a point like you said it took I think I forget just how many years you said it took you but it's that mindset it's the scarcity versus abundance mindset and it's that fixed versus growth mindset of understanding there's so much room for all of us you mentioned um I can't remember the person who quoted but the the the, the the theory of a thousand people that we all have these smaller active engaged communities. And in fact, that's even what I've heard a lot of people talk about influencers and micro influencers and companies who want to sponsor and pay for them. They're now looking more at engagement than they are even at numbers because engagement is actually what matters. Yes, exactly. You've got to move someone. So it's all well and good to, to post something that all those and that, that ties into just when we went to the break, I was thinking about LinkedIn because because obviously you're uh, an expert on LinkedIn, you're very active on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is is the perfect because uh, I spend a lot of time on there because it's B two B, so it's perfect for anybody that is you know in B B two B. It's better than Facebook in my opinion. Uh, but sure. if you look at LinkedIn, uh, some of the biggest online business owners in the world, if you look at their engagement on LinkedIn, it's abysmal. And why is that? Mm-hmm. It's because they're pushing out content and they may be a rock star and they may have 500 people come to their, their yearly conference, whatever it is. And then you look on LinkedIn and they post something and they get eight likes and two comments. It's because they've built no community on there. Um, sure, their mm-hmm. content might be good, but people need to, you need to build a community there where you've interacted with other people's content or you post something and somebody leaves a comment and then you post them again and leave another comment and you haven't engaged with that comment, they're going, well, why would I continue to interact with this person even though they're, they're, they've got this huge audience elsewhere if they're not building that community and engaging in it? So uh, you probably do this as well on LinkedIn. Some of the some of the massive people on LinkedIn are what nobody's heard of outside of that platform. But in their own little lane, they are they are um, huge influencers on LinkedIn. It's Shay Robotham, uh, some of those people, mm-hmm. you know, they are insane. <laughs> the number of people that that their posts reach <laughs> because they've built that community yeah. on there. And 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 at the start, they would have been, you know, what's your opinion on that? Let me ask you a question. It's not just here's my content, consume it. Right. Yeah. They're they're like LinkedIn rock stars <laughs> for those of us who are out there a lot and seeing this amazing agent they're getting. And at the end of the day, everything we're talking about, and especially digging into the, the mastermind approach, especially it's about that relationship and the deeper meaningful connections and actually getting to know people human to human as a human being, especially in the business world, because that is that is back, you, you mentioned Napoleon Hill, Think Think and Grow Rich. That's what it's all about is connecting one-on-one in a meaningful way and then bringing that expertise one to many. So, um, yeah, I love everything that you're sharing. It's so on board with everything that we've been talking about on this show. Um, I just realized that we said at the very beginning we were going to 
define what a mastermind was, and we haven't. So would you <laughs> mind to give us your definition and start there? Well, like everything, you can take it any kind of way because everyone's got their own spin, opinion, idea, expertise on that. Um, we talked about Napoleon Hill, which basically said when two or more minds come together, they create this third mind, super mind or mastermind. Uh, so that is the 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 accepted definition. Um, mastermind is not a Facebook group where you get text back and forth the support because there's no accountability, there's no follow-up, there's no nuances, and there's no no ability to really understand that person other than just, hey, here's my opinion on, on, on this via text. You don't know their agenda, you don't know the, the, the language they're speaking, so you haven't built that, that, that tight-knit understanding of each other. Um, so mm-hmm. Facebook groups, not a mastermind. What a mastermind is to me is that ability to, if you're in one, in one, you're going, okay, um, who can I support in there? How can I champion them? How can I go deeper with them? Can we become accountability buddies? Can, how can I help that person and serve and, and do that? And that comes back in you. Oh, great. Lovely. Thank you for helping me with that. What are you struggling with? Oh, I'm actually struggling with something different. So it's that ability to, to really sort of connect in that group. Um, those general masterminds run by someone, if they facilitated well, that's what happens. If they facilitated poorly, you get on this call and it's just them giving you more content. Okay, you should be doing this, blah, 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 blah. 30 people in an online yeah. mastermind is not a mastermind because they're not interacting with each other. They're not critiquing the content. It's, again, top-down right. delivered to you. Um, if you're looking to run a mastermind... I, call, I was going to say, I would yeah. call that more of a master class. They're just talking at you rather yeah. than the mastermind with everybody contributing. So keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Because in, in the masterminds I run and, and I teach, what I actually say is I don't care where the best answer comes from, anybody in the group. It's not about me. It's about where's that. If you've got the solution from somebody else, I mean, I've run masterminds where I'm talking about something with somebody else and it's that person is, I can see them furiously writing down and like, I never thought of that. That applies to my industry, completely different niche or industry. Uh, so that's how that works. And then from a side of you going the expert, we touched on earlier, the growth mindset, a fixed mindset says, well, I'm going to teach all my competitors. A growth mindset said, these people are coming in anyway. My industry is constantly changing. Even if I've got 10, 10 years experience or five years experience in this game, I'm still ahead of everybody coming in. I can guide them through a mm-hmm. shortcut. I can teach them what I know. And they're never going to go away from a, even a 12-month mastermind and suddenly know all that you know. Plus, you right. are continuing to learn what's working and improve, and you're elevating yourself to the next level. So running your own mastermind is not, again, a zero-sum game. It just lifts you to that next level, and you get paid for teaching people that are coming into that um, niche anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a great point. So once again, we are already at a break point. So I want to go ahead and take a break, but I want to start then when we get back and talk a little bit more also about what you do and how you help people with masterminds, because I don't think we've even gotten clarity on that yet. So Again, we're listening to talking with Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy, and wow, is he just absolutely brilliant on this topic. We've got so much we've already talked about and so much more to go. I'm Carla Taylor here on Bring Your Brilliance. We are on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? 
Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. I'm Carla Taylor. We are here on Inspired Choices Network. Today we've been having a fascinating discussion with Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy. And we had a great question that came up during the break about the different platforms. And the question was, would you say it's better to have one or two social media platforms that really resonate with you and focus on building those communities rather than trying to be on every platform. So, Ronan, if you wouldn't mind answering that question for us. Absolutely. My personal take on this is that you really need to dial down to just one or two. Where is where is your best um, content going to be received the most, build that community? So everyone thinks that producing more and more content is what you're supposed to do, right? That's what... Everyone's been telling you. And so unless you're a, an amazing marketer with an awesome message for everybody else that isn't a great marketer, which is the vast majority of us, right? We're business owners. We're expertise at our own little um, thing that we do. We're not great marketers. So unless you sort of have that, just pushing more content out via Hootsuite means that A, you dilute your message everywhere, and B, you don't serve enough of an audience. And last night I actually ran a mastermind dinner for, for six people in, in my in my uh, hometown of Melbourne, Australia here. And I talked to this very, very successful coach. He's, he's systemized his business. He's going away for a year um, traveling because he systemized his business. And he talked about his uh, Facebook reach. He said, I've got 60,000 people that are connected to me. And he said, when I push out a, a piece of content, only about 400 people see it. Um, so that... Um, that's for someone that's you know really kind of kind of nailed it. So if you're talking that um, you're on all of these platforms, again I mentioned that on, on LinkedIn, uh, he gets zero traction on LinkedIn because he hasn't built the community around there. So mm. part of it is about um, building that that real community engagement. What do they want? What's 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 their problems? Not here's here's my opinion on everything. You can mix that up. You, absolutely, you can give opinion pieces. You can give away value of what you do but you've got to mix it up with ensuring that you are getting your audience to start engaged with you. What do they want? What's most important to them? Uh, and, and as I said, if you just think that buying one of those um, software programs that pushes your content out to, to five channels is going to solve your, your content engagement problem, then um, it clearly isn't. And, and we're seeing that more and more and more. You're getting less and less engagement with more and more content. And in fact, I just right. saw an article on, on LinkedIn the other day. Gary Vee is talking about chopping up 64 pieces of content for for from one kind of thing. Now, that's a great strategy. Um, nothing wrong with that. But um, who here is, is able to, to employ someone to, <laughs> to, to document your life, to chop it up into 64 right. pieces, and then push it out to all those platforms and expect to get the engagement that, that he's getting? Um, your message right. might be as good as his, but... 
um, you know, you, you, you haven't spent um, the amount of money that he has to build that brand uh, to be right. able to have that in- engagement. Yes, and, and he's got a massive team of people around him, and he's creating, from what I heard, like 100 pieces of content per day anyway, and then chopping it up for different things. Yeah, there's so much work. It's not the work of one person. And so for those of us who don't have a giant team and all the time and money into it like him, like we've been saying, it's all about that community and focusing on, I I mean, I I would answer the same way of you want to focus on where your community and where you're building. And for me and for you, we're both working with other business people. So it makes sense to be on LinkedIn because that's where business people are starting to hang out more and more. And they're looking to consume the content that they need, but they also want that curated content that makes sense for them, that they're going to resonate with you and your message, and then also that community building. And so I know you offer several masterminds yourself, but you actually also teach other people how to create their own masterminds, right? So let's talk a little bit about that and what it is that you provide as a service for people. Yeah, the the very first thing, we we teach uh, an eight session program to unpick your expertise and to um, package that up into a paying mini community. And the very first thing we teach, and and you would know this kind of from the startup world, is that we get them to double check with the market that um, what the the market wants. So we actually say is that you want to be teaching what the audience wants to learn, not what you want to teach. Subtle difference Mm -hmm. there. So you've got this 10 years expertise and what a lot of people do is why a lot of courses fail is they just dump all their expertise into a course only to find out that the market's changed and it's not their biggest pain point and there's other things that they want to know. Um, and sure, you can quantify your expertise, but um, Sam Evans, who's one of the the best-selling people uh, online of, of teaching people how to become a consultant, uh, mm-hmm. succinctly puts it that you you do the work first, you get really good at it, and then the next thing you do, your one-to-many is in a mastermind because it allows you to engage with your audience. It allows you to ask those questions, how to fine-tune your, answer all the questions. And then when you've done that, if they're asking the same questions again and again, great, that's a course. You don't need me in there. Uh, but we also teach right. the, the inverted or the flipped classroom is that consume the content and then come in and that hour in the mastermind the, the the mastermind leader gets to give you the context behind it, gets you to, to solve those problems, gets you to, to, to unstuck where you're stuck. So they don't spend an hour teaching you information. As we said, that's a masterclass. You you consume the, the content in your own time and then you come in and go, I didn't understand this bit or how does that work or how can I improve that? And that is um, a m- model that people are using in classrooms all the time as well now. So rather than mm-hmm. the teachers saying, here's me for an hour just lecturing you, read the work, do the work, and then come in and let's go deeper on it. Let's figure out where you got stuck because that's the most valuable use of, of my time as the as the expert, Absolutely. subject matter expert. So yes, that's I love process. that you use that flipped classroom because I'm an instructional designer by background and we've yeah. been talking about that for years. It's such a better use of, of the person's time for sure. So we are really, really close to the end. So I really wish we had a lot more time to talk to you, but tell us, like, what's the first thing someone should do if they're contemplating a mastermind and and then, like, one last nugget of awesomeness that you can share with us before the end? Sure. They're looking to start a mastermind. Um, What do people keep picking my brains about? Um, What do people (laughs) say, oh, you're really good at that, and you go, no, yeah, it's easy. 
they're the two things. And, and what's changing in your market? All markets are being massively disrupted. Um, blockchains come in, AI, um, every industry is being disrupted. So you can either sit there and go, well, I'm just going to keep on doing and stay in my lane, which means that you're going to be overtaken by people that are willing to go. And it's a small risk to run a mastermind, not a huge one. You're already the expert. Use that expertise to lead other people. At the same time, you will improve your message. You will understand your market better. You will become that authority. And the best part, you'll get paid for it. You're leading these people because you have more expertise in them. So it's for me... Um, when you shift your mindset, it's a pretty easy and a great proposition and a great way to, to be more involved in your expertise and your niche. Do you have a quick recommendation for the length of time of a mastermind, the number of people in it, and even some pricing around it? So there's two types of masterminds. There's an ongoing one, general business in this industry, you could stay for years. Uh, that just keeps run. Or there's a specific one, time-based outcome. So in X number of weeks, eight weeks, you will get this, um, and at the end of it, you will be uh, at this point. And that's, a, that's an easy value proposition to, to sell for most people. Um, Time-wise, sometimes six to eight weeks, shorter ones, because you can then do a follow-up one, deeper one. And then finally, the number of size online, really just six to eight, any more than that. And people just don't get heard and don't get their time in the spotlight, because we all love to talk and we all love to, it's all about us, right? So if you, right. again, you're running a market, you're running a masterclass, everybody in there is being talked talk to and no one's really getting their point across. So short, smaller groups, price-wise, could be anything. I've seen them as low as $100, seen them as high as ten, fifteen thousand, depending on what you're teaching and, and how big that pain point is. Awesome. Thank you so much. So to learn more, I know there's so much more to learn and you are there to help teach us how to do it. So how can people get in touch with you again? Uh, LinkedIn, Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy, or eCountability.io is my website. Awesome. Thank you so very much for your time, Ronan. I know we had quite a scheduling <laughs> challenge because we're in completely different countries and completely different time zones. So I so appreciate you taking the time out and sharing your wisdom with us. We have been so honored and love having you here. Thank you so much. And again, I'm Carla Taylor. I'm with Bring Your Brilliance. I'm helping you bring your brilliance out to the world in many different ways, including mastermind groups. So Ronan is the guy to talk to. He is the mastermind guy. And this is just a reminder to you to go out there and be bold, be brave, be brilliant, be you, and bring your brilliance everywhere you go. And don't be afraid to shine brightly because you are unique and you have a Thanks for listening to another else, episode so of Bring there. Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then.